I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Conversations with Olivia Jade, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Olivia Jade. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. Today, I have a special guest, and it is the lovely Miss Aurora Colpo. And you guys might be familiar with her through Instagram. I know that I've seen her Instagram a bunch. She's a mom of two, and I just want to hear her story. You might be familiar with some of her family members, and I want you guys to get to know her specifically. So with that all being said, please welcome Aurora. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So do you want to like just kind of intro yourself a little bit? I know you're from Rhode Island. I did my research a little bit and you have two babies, right? I have two babies. One of them is currently screaming in her crib and I like have like that like mom guilt in my heart right now, but it's good for her to like learn how to put herself to sleep. She should know how to do that. She's 18 months now. But anyway, yeah. So this question is so funny. Cause it's like, I was, I feel like I practiced this question of like, who are you? And it's like, Oh my God, how much time do you have? Like, I, it's so like, uh, so originally I am from Rhode Island. I was in, um, the education industry for a long time. I have a master's degree in, um, early childhood education. I was a teacher. Then I worked with kids with autism. Um, I was a behavior analyst. So I learned a lot about how to like shape behavior, which is funny because now I'm a mom of two kids and like I use none of that. I don't ever apply anything that I've learned and I know right. to be true um, with my own kids. You know, like they scream and I give them a lollipop. Like, right, that's right, like, right. The, like you don't do that. But <laughs> sometimes it's just like survival. 
but um but yeah so i moved to um i moved to la because i i met my husband and now we have two kids and i kind of like fell into this um this like influencer role that i don't know i'm like still kind of embarrassed to be like i'm an influencer i feel like it's like gotten a bad rap totally. even though i do feel like there's something I really enjoy connecting with people and I tend to be a little like TMI about mm. mom life and mental health. And I'm a wellness guru, but I'm yeah. also like a complete yo-yo where I'll just like party hard and then be like, I'm only drinking green juice. For right. <laughs> and, you know, that lasts three days, but, but so, yeah, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of characters I've played. I was a yoga instructor. I I'm into meditation. I I'm read not- that online. I was like, cause you know, you never know what you're reading if it's true or not. And I saw that it said yeah. something about fitness and how you're really into yoga. And I was like writing it down. And I was like, I wonder if this is even true. Or if I'm going to ask this question, she's going to be like, what the fuck is this girl it's talking so funny about? Because it's like, is it true? Now I, now I do, yo- I still do yoga all the time. And I find it to be one of the things that like really grounds me in my life. Um, you know, crazy times. And especially, you know, like just making yourself vulnerable to all the opinions of other people on the internet, like Mm -hmm. that you need to really have not even have thick skin, but just like have a heightened sense of, uh, like awareness of like your own worth. And so for me, like my grounding is, is really like physical. Like I, I go to yoga, I do my workouts Um, but I also have two sisters that I'm super close with and we do a lot of, um, work together. Like we have a lot of exciting things coming up that I've been, I'm not allowed to talk about right now, which is like, my management is like always nervous getting me on podcasts because don't worry, I won't pry. (laughs) Well, I'm just like, I, I am, I'm like TMI, but, um, but yeah, so, so we're creating, we have a lot of things going on together as sisters, but then individually I'm, I'm starting a website. Um, I'm a writer. So I'm writing a lot about just like basically mom hacks, personal struggles with like postpartum, um, anxiety and depression and things just, I, I don't like to call myself an expert in anything, but I'm, I'm an expert in being honest and sharing personal experiences, which I feel like helps so much more than you even realize. Cause for me too, it's like, I'll like be on this podcast and have certain guests. And then I, I walk away or if a YouTube video goes up and I'm like, is that boring? Do people even like that? And then the response of you just being like open and honest can help. Even if it's just a few young girls or moms going through something similar or something like that. It's like, it's crazy how much of an impact it can actually have. And you don't even realize it. I know. It's like, I think I, I, I'm a little like hard on myself and like, just like that question, like, who are you and what do you do? I'm like, uh, what do I say? Like, right. what do, who am I? What do I do? Like a lot of people, it's easy for them. Cause it's like, I'm like, I'm a talent manager. I'm a this, I'm a that. But it's like, when you kind of wear a lot of different hats and you, and your thing is just being open and being like, a, like a, a source for other people right. to kind of like to learn from your mistakes and things you've done, like doesn't really have a title. Yeah. But, it's like not um, traditional, especially now with social media. It's like so normal. Like to me, I, I think of it like influencers, like a category, obviously I agree. I think that word has been, I think not even just like, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's overused to the point where it's like, what are you influencing? I guess. And like, yeah. what's your purpose? And then it, is it just to like, I was talking about this with somebody recently. I'm like, I, I love I love what I do. And I started my YouTube when I was so young and I enjoy it so much. But also it's like, there's a level of embarrassment now where I'm like, am I just, 
do people just think I'm doing this because I want like followers and an easy job? Or do people see that this is something I'm passionate about? Right. Yeah. And like, people are like, oh, do you, you, it sounds, it seems like you're doing this for attention. Like that's Mm -hmm. something that like I've heard before too, or like, you know, I've gotten in my DMS and it's like, yeah, you like as a human being, like we seek connection with other people. We seek to be seen and to be like heard and validated. And especially if like you feel like earlier in your life in your childhood, maybe you weren't always seen for who you were like to have a platform, to be able to, to be, to see yourself, to have other people see themselves in you and to feel like you've made a positive impact on people. I feel like that's like, it's been hugely like healing for me in a lot of ways. And also it's been a huge growth experience. Like what I've learned is like, you don't need to be an expert in order to like speak on a topic. Totally. You know? So. And do you think like, cause you're both your sisters. I know Olivia just from like years of just like going out and seeing her around and she's lovely. And then you have another sister too. Sophia, yeah. is that mm-hmm. correct? Do they, yeah. I know Olivia influences or whatever word you want to call it, but. Um, she would not like you to call her that. She's so one of those, sorry. she's like, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I take it back, <laughs> Olivia. I'm so sorry. Um, but does Sophia also do Instagram and that whole vibe as yeah, well? Yeah, so she, she's funny. Like we, we make fun of her all the time because she kind of like, she went to, she has a degree for Boston University in, in um, nutrition and public health. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what your experience was like after you, after college or whatever. But when, for me, it was like, you, you think you're going to graduate and get like a great job. It's like, no, you're living in squalor for a long time. <laughs> That's yeah. like, that was my experience. You're just like trying to figure out what you want to do. And you're just like, still heavily relying on my parents, at least I was, but for Sophie, we make fun of her. Cause she like, she literally walked out of college and then was like, Oh, I'm going to go live with Olivia. Actually. Like she's got a good she's thing smart. going on over there. In LA. She's just like completely riding on her coattails, but it's like, you I love it. Work her. smart. Like, you have to, you, you, you take advantage of the cards that you have that you're right. dealt. And if you don't, then you're stupid, Right. you know? And it's not like it's been easy for her. It's like just as hard to, to try to make something for yourself when you feel like you have something already set in stone. Like for, for, for me and Sophie, it's been a little bit like of a, an interesting situation because Olivia has been established and right. she's done a lot, you know, like cover Sports Illustrated, all right, of that. Right, right. And it's like, I hate when people are like, oh, you're Olivia's sister, right? It's like, no, actually, she's my sister. I'm older. Right. And she is the way she is. That's how my know. sister feels, too. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, if anybody ever says to my sister, if we're out at, like, an event or a party, like, oh, you're Olivia's, ironically, same name, but like, oh, you're yeah. Olivia's sister. She's like, uh, my name is Bella, and it's really nice to meet you. But yeah. I relate to that, too, just having, like, a mom that's an actress, like, growing up and every everything that's like ever written about me or whatever. It's like Lori Loughlin's daughter, which I get, which is a fact, sure. But also it's like, you do want to be recognized for your own, your own thing and like being your own person. I thought it was so interesting too. I was just in, this is so random, but I was just in Paris for fashion week and I was at a party and somebody introduced their friend and the person they were introducing me to has a very famous dad. And they were like, this is so-and-so's son. And I literally looked at them and I was like, what's his name? Like, why do you introduce your friend like that? If somebody did that to me. I know. And the thing is, it's like, yes, we've all gotten, everybody who's created any success for themselves has had certain strikes of luck. 
or right. like a leg up in one way. And it's like, you either hop on that opportunity and create something for yourself out of it, or you can be like, oh, you know, that's, or you can shy away from it. And like, either is, either is fine, but I just, I have a problem with people being like, oh, she's only, she's only, she only has followers because of her sister or right. she only, her parents are famous. That's why she like, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's like, if you haven't noticed, not all famous people have like famous siblings right. or not everybody whose parents are famous. Like they've made something out of that. A lot of right. people actually have, it's, if anything, it's been like a hindrance to them because they don't really even know like how to create something for themselves because they feel like they only can think of the mold that was already set for them. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I really see what you're saying. It's interesting too. Cause it's such a touchy subject. Cause you don't want to like at least for me, I get nervous talking about anything to do with that because I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm not recognizing that I definitely was born in a life where I'm already like a thousand steps in front, like 100% I can recognize oh. that. But then it's like when people go on to say kind of what we're talking about just or anything in that realm, I'm like, I almost feel like it de like devalues what I've like tried to build by myself when I was like a young kid, 14, starting a YouTube. And it's like, I get it. Like, I definitely have immense privilege that's like taken me very far, but also it's not, it's like it took work. It's not just because totally. I was born. Work. And there's a difference between like recognizing that and its value and, and, and using it as a way to like further your own ambitions. And then, mm. and then, you know, on the flip side, you could be like ashamed of it or, or you could like feeling shame about anything is just not productive and yeah. it's not helpful to anybody. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on your wavelength with that. Yeah, for sure. Are you the oldest of all siblings or just the girls? I'm the oldest girl, but we have five um, in our family and, um, and we're in a, it's an Italian family. So like, if you know any, Same. I think you're Italian too. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the, well, but you only have a sister, so you don't have brothers. You, I you do have a brother. brother. Oh, you do? Yeah. I, I have an older see, brother. See, this is what happens. Like I didn't only knew about you and your sister, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. and then I also have like other siblings too, but it's like, we're the only ones who have taken advantage of like this kind of a life because this is like what we wanted to do. Not right. everybody wants to do that. Like my brothers are musicians. They're super talented, but they're not really interested in like putting their life on the internet for people to be like, say Comment anything they want about like not everybody. Same with my brother. He's super private. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have the same um, dynamic in your family, but in my family, the girl is like the, is in charge. Like she is, it's responsible for everybody. And like, we're the connectors, like right. we're the one making the Thanksgiving plans. We're the ones like making sure everybody's doing what they should be doing, getting mom a Valentine's day. Right, right, right. Blah. My brothers are just like, so basically long story short, I do feel like I'm the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an older brother. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You're working on stuff with your sisters. Obviously, you just said you can't go into that. But I've, I grew up with a sister that's really close in age and I'm super, super close with. What was that like growing up for you guys? And then who was like the first to get into what category? Like, give me a little give me a little tea on the family. <laughs> it's a funny. It's a really funny story. Um, we. So Olivia started modeling in college and then she like randomly. um uh, tried out for Miss Rhode Island. And my family is like, they're classical musicians. Mm -hmm. Like they're kind of like, I mean, they're going to be mad at me for saying this, but like elitists, like they just, you know, they're like, Oh no, just uh, pageants were cheesy to them. Like like my my mom was mortified. So she tried out, she ended up winning it. And then she ended up winning Miss USA. And then she ended up um, winning um, Miss universe. And Mm -hmm. we were all kind of like, uh, what like just happened here. So that was a whirlwind for my family. But for me personally, it was like, you know, I was still, I was like getting my master's degree and I was 
not making any money. I was living at home with my parents. I just gotten out of a bad relationship and here's my sister, like crushing it at Mm. life, like three years younger than me. And, and, you know, it took like a few years of our relationship, just like going through trials where like I was having to really learn, like not to compare where I am in life to where she is in life and not to compare like the, each of our values based on like, like there was a time where I'd be like, well, that's stupid. I don't even like she's what she's, Oh, she's promoting like lipstick on Instagram. I don't care. Like I'm saving, I'm doing God's work over here, you know? And then, and then, and, and then like our dynamic changed a lot. And I started to realize that I don't know if our dynamic changed or that if I just realized that like, it doesn't feel good to, to feel like someone else's gain is like your loss, you know? And and like when it comes to shove, like there's, nobody in the world that I would rather have something amazing like that happen to than your sister than, yeah. than my sister. Like what would I prefer somebody else to have won? No. And yes, she did win those three competitions and that definitely gave her a leg up, which right. you could say is luck. You could be like, oh, well, she was born with a pretty face or she right. heard her question well or something. But what, what it really comes down to is that she manifested it for herself. She believed in it for herself and she works really hard to this day. She's like, one of those people who like does the work. She actually right. just recommended a book to me called do the work. I think it's like a, an audible book. Um, but she's the person who's journaling every day and right. is like, and looking at, at old journals from years ago, seeing that like what she wrote then has like come true for her, you know, big and so, manifesting. I think that's huge. Yeah. Honestly, like I know that I know for some people, they think that's absolute craziness. And I've been trying to journal like a little bit more, just write down like goals. A friend of mine gave me this notebook recently that like is all lined out for you. And then you write in like, this is what I want to do this year. And then you go back at the end of the year. And (laughs) I probably have it. Yeah, so bad. (laughs) I'm trying to do all of it, but I'm just like, I lack motivation in it because I'm like, does this even work? Like what's going on? And you're like, fighting with yourself to try and get it done. But once you do it, A, it actually just feels really good to like sometimes just like vent on a piece of paper and just like let everything out. And then also I do think that like, like I remember when I was really, really young, like probably 17 or 18, there was a big chalkboard in my house and I had written like the, the letters SC on it. And it was for Sephora collection. And I like really wanted to, like I had been working with them like a little bit when I was younger. And then I remember like a year later, it was like somebody had erased the chalkboard, but it was like very faded out. And I was walking down the stairs to go to school one day and I had gotten a call from my agent, like Sephora palette wants to do, or Sephora collection wants to do a palette with you. And I was walking down the stairs as I got this call, like looking at the faded like SC mark. I was like, that's so weird. So I do believe it in a sense. You know, it's, it totally. And like, while you and I might not be like the journaling type, even though like, I don't know, I do feel like I need to try that out. I'm just right. like, for some reason, I can't get myself to do that. But even like doing something like this, like a podcast and just like speaking about things and like, just like, it's kind of like journaling in, right. in a different way, you know, like you're, you're talking about different subjects. You're talking about what you hope, your hopes and your dreams and all that. And just like the words we speak and putting them out into the universe. I also feel are just, they have a very, they're powerful. Yeah, That's super. why I try to catch myself being like, Oh, I don't know who I am. It's like, no, I do know. Yeah. Everything you just speak it into, (laughs) like the way you talk about yourself, it (laughs) does go really far, but I'm the same because even when people ask like, what do you do? I'm like, 
what do I do? And then if I tell you what I do, it's going to sound really lame because I (laughs) film myself in my bedroom by myself talking and it's like super, super lame. Um, But anyway, you're in like full mom mode on Instagram too. Like, is that what the main con, is that like your main type of content you produce or? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, that's kind of how I accidentally fell into the influencer world because I had, I had my son and I was just like, holy shit. Like nobody talks about this. Like, is anybody else like not able to sit down after you give birth? Like what are hemorrhoids? What are like all these things that people are like, you know, just like embarrassed to talk about. And like, I've kind of marketed myself as that person that's like approachable and will tell the truth. And, and that has been like, like a double-edged sword for me because I'm the person who is like in my DMS responding to everybody, getting myself into trouble. Like I'm the, like I'm surprised they let me do a podcast without my sisters because they'll usually be like kicking me under the table to be like, shut up. Like, <laughs> say that word. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get canceled. I'm always like on the verge of getting canceled. I would never let you get canceled. Take <laughs> it from know. me. It sucks. I won't let anybody <laughs> next to me or around me get canceled. I've had a lot of experience being kind of unfiltered on Instagram and it's it's gotten me in trouble. Um just because Uh, I'm a little impulsive with the way I talk. I respond to basically all I'm like, you know, I'm in a fight with Tim from Ohio that I've never Mm -hmm. met. Olivia's like, why do you read your, like, just don't answer them. And I'm just like, I've got to get talked to, like, I need to talk to this person. And I get it though. Cause you're human. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need to be better about that. But what, when, when my manager was like, do you want to do you want to go on um, Olivia Jade's podcast? And I was like, I would love to, because I feel like what I've, from what I've seen from you is like such a resilient person. Like not mm-hmm. everybody, like I've, I, I was like doing my research and like, I, you know, I'll see, I'll see like just trolls, like saying just stupid things. And it's like, it takes everything in me not to respond to them, but it's like the fact that you're able to rebuild after like people have just said such horrible, stupid things. It's like, not everybody has that. Like, and that is something that has nothing to do with like coming from famous parents. That's like something that that's like grit. That's like an internal strength that not everybody has. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. I feel like it's so much like for me too, it's, I like try and put on like a, like a brave front, you know, or like a strong, not even brave, but just like a strong front of like, oh yeah, I'm unbothered by this or whatever. But it is so true. Like kind of what you're saying when you want to respond to all those trolls and haters or people that just don't know you or want to say something that's like intentionally going to make you upset. It's so hard sometimes to like really just ignore it. Cause also I'm like, I don't know much about signs, but apparently this is what I've been told because I'm a Libra that you want everyone to like you, which I think is a really true thing about me. It's like, I always am Uh like, like my sister is complete opposite. Like she's so fine. If nobody like fucks with her, she doesn't care. She's like, I'm my own person. Like she's uniquely sarcastic. She's just her own vibe. And for me, I'm like always trying to people please. And I want people to like me. And if somebody doesn't like me, then I want to convince you to like me. So it was like such a test the last few years of obviously feeling so hated by like, literally everybody that I was like, this is just not, this is not, I don't think this is meant for my brain. Like I, I, I need people to like me. And the fact that I feel so misunderstood by so many people and like the media and the way that they can like twist things and all this stuff. It's just so crazy. Like 
I'm I'm glad yeah. that to the outside it seems like I'm resilient, but it's like in my yeah in my no, own I brain. Do, I'm a firm believer too that like you're never given anything that you can't handle, and like all the situations that have happened to all of us, like like there there are opportunities for us to like evolve as people and to like become better versions of ourselves, and you can either take that opportunity to like go in one direction and not make any progress or you can take it up the opportunity to to grow and evolve and it sounds like you were the perfect person for that to happen to because not everybody would be able to recover from like just any hate you know from it's really hard to to read things and and that are just not true and not feel the need you know and just be like okay i'm not going to defend myself because right. it's just not it's not even worth it and people just people want to, what I've learned is that like people just want to, they want to think what they want to think. So like for me, my thing is like, I don't need people to like me, but I want to be right. And I want right. them to know that I'm right. So that's, but like, people don't, you know, you're not going to win. It's a losing battle. So yeah. And it's also like the people that are saying all that. It's like, okay, but you personally don't even know me. So go off, like say what you're going to say, but you've never met me. So until you meet me, then make a fair judgment. That's like what I always say. I'm like, if you meet me and you don't like me genuinely, like if we talk for a while and you're like, this girl is a bitch. I'm like, okay, then you can think I'm a bitch. That's fine. Perfect. But if you're just seeing like little things online, like you can't, you can't judge yeah. me just for that. Like you don't even know. Right. But um, 100%. I also think this is just another random topic, but I also feel like, uh, and then we can like get back to you and like details about your life. Oh no! But um, you're just very. I feel like I'm you're like, very understanding to... of all this, and it's interesting to hear another person's perspective. But I also feel like what's interesting about like trolls or internet hate or just being on social media in general, it's like a. It never feels good for anybody to have like a mean comment. Like everybody's human. You don't want to see that anyway. But I think that people forget that like the people that they're talking to these influencers or anybody that's in some world of like fame or public like attention is like they're also human beings. And I feel like people genuinely forget that like the mental toll it can take on a person when you are that negative constantly towards them or it's like one thing. Like I saw my friend right. who's like in the midst of like being quote unquote canceled right now and he like came out and said his side of things. And then I mm -hmm. see all the comments that are like, why, why, um, like, why is he making this about himself? Like, how dare he make this about himself? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I get what you, the, the commenters are saying too, but also like, do you not realize like when you've canceled somebody that much and it's that public and you're constantly writing negative, negative things, like, of course it's about them now. Like that takes yeah. a mental toll. What you're crazy to think they're sitting like, that's not making it about themselves. That's being a human with emotions and reacting to something where hundreds of thousands of people are telling you who you are. Right. No, that's like survival. That's like yeah. fight or flight. Like we are wired for connection. We're wired for like, literally our biology wants to be accepted in the clan because otherwise like we're not, you don't survive as a solitary person, like in our, you know, going back to like caveman times. So it, it's, it, yeah, it is all about us because it, it, it feels like life or death when you're right. being like cut out, when you're being canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I think the best thing like that, that I feel like you're exemplifying for people, for all the people that are continuing to be canceled is that like the best way to just like win with those people is just keep showing up. Like mm -hmm. here you are with like a successful podcast here. You are like still showing up, doing your makeup, doing your <laughs> putting camera on in front of you. And it's like, it's like they didn't, they didn't win. Right. So that's like very inspiring. 
Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I read also that you were pregnant during COVID, true or false? Like in the midst of the pandemic? I was pregnant during COVID. That was... How was your mental health and like, how did you keep yourself in check? Yeah, so I I had um, I had an experience after I had my son that I started having like catastrophic anxiety and I didn't even really know what it was. Um, but I realized, I realized now that... 
it was like, it almost felt more like a superpower. Like I could walk into a room and identify like every exit, every potential threat, every hot coffee, every like person that looks weird, every, because like, I, I was just like hyper vigilant over my son. And I was really afraid that he was going to like some, like smother in his sleep. And you hear these horrible stories right. about things that happen to kids. And like, I feel like Netflix was always telling me to watch like documentaries about horrible things that happen to kids. And I just felt like after a while, I was like, this doesn't feel, this can't be right. Like this right. is debilitating. And like to my husband, it seemed like I was just being like, an overprotective mom or mm-hmm. like super nurturing. And it's almost like, it was almost like, Oh, you're like, you're like too good of a mom, but it's like, that's actually like, that's what they call it. But it's actually, uh, it's like, a it's, it's postpartum. It's not really depression. It leads to depression because it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going actually, um, on Zoloft for a little while and it like turned my world around and, and made made me realize that what I was feeling was not normal, not helpful. And, and I, I felt great. Um, so that really worked for me. And like, I, I, I come from a family of like, my dad's like has run 15 marathons. Like if you're feeling down, like he's like, go run, go do Yeah. Like exercise does help, but like to a certain extent, I think, especially when you're dealing with like the hormones of after sure. birth and all that. So anyway, so that was with my son. And then when, when, um, a year later I wanted to have another baby and I didn't want to be on any medication for that. So I weaned off and it was fine. And I got pregnant the pandemic hits and I'm just like, like halfway through my pregnancy, I started feeling like the same things. Like I started yeah. having the same kind of like, just like, intrusive thoughts of like, of just like bad things yeah. happen. They were like, I remember I watched something on the news and like it, the story was like sat on my chest for like weeks. Like I couldn't mm. shake, it, you know, it's like, I just kept thinking about it. It was so sad. Um, and so I had to make a really hard decision about whether to go back on Zoloft during my pregnancy. Wow. And that's like, there's not a lot of studies around, um, like taking medication while pregnant because mm. you know, ethically, they can't like really do that. They can't use pregnant women on trial on for like a trial um, study. So, and then there's like a, there's like a, some percent chance that they could be born with autism or then there's, but I knew I was having a girl. I know that autism is much less common in girls. And so I, I had to make the really hard decision to go back on it because Mm I, it was either like, what's going to be worse for this baby, like being depressed and anxious and possibly like going into early labor or going on this medication. And so I went on it, started feeling good again. And I, and it like worked perfectly. And we were, I know we were talking about science before. Um, and the craziest thing like happened, she, it, she was like, it was like eight months. So I still had another month until she was born and it was the middle of the night. And I just like woke up and I had this like I was like, something is not right. Like I just had like a feeling like in my gut, she, she was like, I didn't have any pain. There was no bleeding, nothing. But I was like, I'm just going to drive myself to the hospital because like, I didn't want to go during the day. Cause it was the height of COVID. And right. I didn't you, remember during COVID, like you never wanted to go to the doctors, never wanted to be around. Like you could any, barely get in yeah. anybody. Yeah. Right. There was the lines and everything. So I was like, I'll just go now. Cause I couldn't sleep. And, um, so I get in my car and I go 
and they hooked me up and they're like, we need to get this baby out of you right now. She can't breathe. And they were like, how did you know to come in? I was like, I literally don't know. I just like drove myself here. Like I remember on the way there being like, you are such a weirdo. Like you're driving by myself. I didn't even tell my husband I was leaving. I just like got in the car and went and I was like, they're going to be like, this lady's psychotic. She needs to go home. Oh my gosh. That's like mom intuition. Yeah, it was crazy. And and so I labored for her and, um, and we labored and labored and she couldn't come out and they were like, we should just do a C-section before like something bad can happen. And, and we ended up doing a C-section and she was completely wrapped in her cord, like from the neck down. And they were like, she didn't come in today. She would not have made it. Yeah. So that's like, that's like my, I like have chills now even telling this story because I, I 100% believe now just in like, you have a gut feeling that like with no evidence about it, just other than the gut feeling, like you need, you should act on it. I feel like our bodies know almost before our brains do sometimes like what's happening. Yeah. My mom always told me growing up when you have like a, like your intuition or a gut instinct, that's like your angels talking. She's like pretty religious. So I think that that's like her, her thing, but I have a friend who's always talking about angels too. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I know. I don't think of those in that, in that like conceptual kind of term, but I also grew up Catholic. So yeah, me too. But I do think that's, that's really crazy. So you had her, you had her with a C-section. I had her C-section a month early. um, And and then how did you feel after that? I, well, I was on the Zoloft from pregnancy. So I felt it was, it was just a much easier transition. It was much smoother. Um, and, and I weaned off of it after that. And like my, I don't know, like I, I haven't been having like any anxiety, any symptoms, thank God, knock on wood, but everybody's like, why would you go off? Like, what's the big deal? Like, just maybe you're just someone who needs to like be on that forever. And, and there's just something in me that's like, Oh, I just don't want to have to be on something forever. Just feels very like, I don't know that it just, it, 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 I, I would rather not, but I'm not opposed to it. Like if right. those feelings start coming back, I know that, that for me, like I have no qualms about like going right. back on it. And it, and I don't think it means that you're a weak person. I think it not at all. It, yeah. I think it means that, you know, like when something is chemically off and that you can identify it as like separate from yourself. Right. And I feel like there's also like so much you can do, like on your own and like homeopathically or whatever certain people believe in that are kind of deterred from like standard medication. But there's also like, truly, there's only so much you can do if you have a chemical imbalance or something. That's like with my, somebody that I used to be very close with, they were always super ashamed of being on medication. I would always tell them, I'm like, this is nothing to be ashamed about. Like, if anything, this is kind of a blessing. You found something that worked. Like, otherwise you can just live in like, Speaking of um, wellness, though, I know on your Instagram you have a segment like Wellness Wednesdays. Oh my God! Yes, today's Wednesday, and I like. What's I'm the segment? <laughs> Caroline to yell at me that I haven't done it yet. Um, so I've been getting these um, these NAD IVs. Have you have you heard of them? No. NAD plus. I like don't even know. It's this really long. Is it amino? Basically, it's a protein that your body makes for you already, but it's supposed to be like anti-aging, anti-inflammatory. Um, it's supposed to kind of help your body heal faster. And it's this IV that I've been getting through this company called Reset IV. Um, and and 
and I think it's been helping me. I mean, like my sleep has been feeling better. I don't know. Have you, have you gotten IVs as like a, I have one. I'm like hungover. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And every single time I get them when, if I'm hungover, which has been like too many times that I'm embarrassed, <laughs> but like, I just feel like it doesn't really work for. I agree. Longer. Wait, I agree. I'm the only person that yeah. says this. I'm like, this doesn't do. Shit. I still feel terrible. Right. And I had a nurse tell me once that she's like, well, like you could also just drink the water. <laughs> like you don't have to get right. it in an ice. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it'll hydrate you. If they give you some Zofran, that's the like anti-nausea Nausea, medication, right. then you'll feel better. But like nothing's going to make up for like the lack of sleep that you got. Right. Right. You know? Right. So, and yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I need to find a hangover. Like somebody, whoever makes create the a pill. Here, is going to be so rich. So rich. <laughs> I need to get on that. Like so rich. I would. I, I would... haven't Elon Musk made like a hangover charging station or something. <laughs> he should. I mean, honestly, if you're that smart and you can make that many other things, like how hard is it to figure out how to cure a hangover in a pill? I always think about that. But then I'm like, well, clearly if it was easy, it would have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't think or we could just stop drinking, but that just doesn't seem realistic at all. No. So. <laughs> No, I don't think no. that I tried that. <laughs> no, there was, there was a while. There was a while where I was like, I actually don't drink anymore. I like told everybody. Was that I, hard when I'm you're like, pregnant? Like the nine months of sobriety? It, it definitely, it definitely highlights for you what your crutches are mm. when like, you're not allowed to use them anymore. Totally. And me, like, I, well, it was also a pandemic. Okay. People were drinking. Remember how much everybody was drinking? Everybody's making like banana bread and drinking yeah, wine. Cook, yeah. Making afternoon. bread and drinking. That's literally all there was. Sourdough bread. Remember everybody had like a sourdough starter. Yes. And I'm over here like, oh, can somebody give me a bottle of wine? <laughs> but yeah, no, that it, it definitely was hard. The whole, it was like, for me, pregnancy felt like being trapped in your body. And then like, I was also trapped in a pandemic and I, it was just like, there was a lot of feelings of being trapped. <laughs> that yeah. was like my whole, I can't even yeah. imagine that too. Cause I know so many people can relate to just the pandemic in general, just being like absolutely terrible, feeling super locked away, like no social connection on top of that being pregnant, which kind of, as you're talking about, like, I feel like everybody glorifies pregnancy. Obviously I'm, I'm still in my early twenties, like not a thought in my brain about having children anytime soon. But I'm like, when I do, I don't know anything about pregnancy except that like you look cute with a big belly and yeah. you can wear like really cute tight dresses and you don't have to worry about being bloated because yeah. you're pregnant. Like that's well, the extent. Also, people treat you very well. Like people treat you like you're like a walking miracle. Like and it's funny, like, once you have the baby and then you're like not pregnant anymore, like you notice a shift in like how people treat you really? and you're like, I'm like am I not a walking miracle anymore? Like what the hell? Like the minute the baby comes out, it's all like, how's the baby? How's the baby? It's like, the baby's fine. Like I'm me? not well. <laughs> like I need help. I haven't slept for months. Um, but yeah, it was, it's interesting. Cause like my pregnancies were different with my son. I did have that. Like I always being a mom was like the only thing I was ever sure of in my whole life. So like mm. when I got pregnant with him, I was so excited. And, and I feel like I really like enjoyed that experience more. I also wasn't as sick. Like when I had Soleil, I was like, it was a pandemic. I had girls make you more sick. I don't care what they say. They just do like a, my, I was so sick for such a long time. 
Um, and then I end up having that like postpartum or the perinatal, they call it when it's during pregnancy, um, anxiety. So there was, it was just a different experience. Every baby is so different and I don't want to scare you for having kids. A lot of people, a lot of people just love the whole thing. I mean, I, I follow girls on Instagram who are like, have nine children, like in yeah. the desert somewhere, or like in Costa Rica jungle. And they're like breastfeeding all six of them. <laughs> I don't know. People are made for all Everyone's sorts of different. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like one wellness practice that like you could recommend to people listening or like one thing that you think, whether it's through like your pregnancy journey or post or before or whatever it is that you like stuck to throughout the years that has like really helped? Yeah, I... For me, I really like to listen to everybody learns in a different way, but I really like to listen to audiobooks and mm-hmm. like I have like a whole like I guess you could call it self-help repertoire, but um on my website I'm going to I'm going to have like a little book club of all just all of my favorite books that have like really helped me throughout the years. Will you in- please send me a list of these yeah, because I, I just got been. into self-help books. Like I'm really yeah. into like the self-improvement ones, but I don't know. I've only yeah. read like a few. Have you seen have you read um Dear Self? No, I don't know that one. Okay. It's on my table. Some of my favorite are like, um, uh, what happy people know the untethered soul. Oh, I have the untethered soul. I need to read that. That's a good one. You have to be like really in like a, uh, I don't know. You have to be in a place. Sometimes it's like when you're in the worst place is like the time when you're, when you're like open to reading and really taking them in. But that was great. The power of now is like a great one that a lot of people know. Um, uh, there's, uh, there's so many there, if you're into more of like a spiritual, um, like if, if you have a little bit of a spiritual edge to you, there's a book called the biology of belief by Bruce Lipton, which is so good. And it's basically just talks all about how, like from the ages of zero to eight, our brains are in something called like brain, a beta wave brain state where it's like, basically like you're in a meditative state mm. and everything that's like shown to you is you take in as true. So basically you're being just downloaded during that whole time. And like the work of the rest of our life is to kind of like undo the things that our well-intentioned parents or, you know, society told us that we were and that we aren't. And so I'm really interested in, in all of that, like unpacking things. So I like to, I like to read and, and we'll listen to books. I can't really read because I can't focus. So I'd like like audio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I feel like that's like the one, cause I feel like right now I'm like in the like darkest place I've ever been in, like just like mentally, really? like, yeah, just like, which you would never know, which is the crazy never. thing about social media. Like you would never know what somebody is like going through behind what they're not posting basically. And I don't post about it or talk about it really. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like a piss more people off that. Like I'm yeah, complaining out of all people. And like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to like make anybody else like sad, but I just like that's when I really started getting into like all these self-improvement books. And I feel like it does actually really help. So if anybody's going through really? something with- and it helps you catch the way you talk about like even just you being like, I feel bad for myself, like out of all people like you're you have the right to be to feel upset and you have the right to feel like a big like just because you have came from like a family that was famous and whatever. It's like that doesn't give anybody any less of a right to like have feelings about about or just to feel bad you know so I know I just think like nowadays with like current social media like you're like some people you're just not allowed to be upset or at least that's like it's like you're pretty no 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 you don't get to be upset yeah like there's just certain things that are like which I I see I see all perspectives but I can't help but just think like no that's bullshit 
of course, it's our job to do the best we can for all the things that are happening out there. But you need to be like, if we're not first worrying about like our own mental health, then we're not going to be of service to anybody. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be able to, to be capable of it. So I just, yeah, I know that's the whole I, I'm going to say the wrong thing and get canceled again. So no, I just need to <laughs> you literally can't get canceled when you're on the call next to me. Like I will make you look so much better every time. <laughs> but we'll end on that note. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation. Honestly, you're super easy to talk to. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, thanks so much. This was so much fun. And I will totally send you that list of books. Please. And if you ever want to come back once you and your sisters and you guys launch all that stuff, you guys always have a space here to talk about it. All the secret (laughs) stuff. I want to be the first to know. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, Well, thank thank you so so much. much. Go get your crying baby. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.